Squeezing Ink Podcast, episode 20, with Michael from Evil Band Merch. Hello. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes. Hey. Hello there. <laughs> are, you, are you comfy? You look like you're standing up. <laughs> um, I am standing up, but as a printer, I stand up for 16 hours a day. Thank you. Yeah, I was really intrigued to get you on because, um, yeah, you did that Facebook post about starting again and, yeah, just really thought you'd be an awesome guest for us. Yeah, uh, it's been tad its ups and downs over the past two months or so, but I'm getting there. So. Um, do, you want, do you want to kick off by like saying who you are and what your new studio is called? And um, well, I know it's not new, but we'll yeah, get into so, that, I suppose. Um, yeah, my name's Michael. Uh, I've run a studio called Evil Band Merch. I say a studio, it's just a yeah, it's my company. Um, start printing, it's been 1997, so yeah. But I haven't been running the band merch thing that long. Well, I think I've been doing the band merch for about 15 years. Yeah. Um, which started off in a bedroom and from that, um, what I've got at the moment, which is yeah. not a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so like you've run automatic presses, you've- Yeah, I, uh, I've worked for, numerous bigger companies um running autos um mhms mrs um and yeah i've gone back to slogging it out on a manual which is not not the greatest (laughs) so like what what are the kind of i know like the main advantages of using an auto but are there any advantages of going back to a manual that you can see uh absolutely none (laughs) (laughs) absolutely none um where using an auto i could do a job in 15 20 minutes for 100 shirts it's now taken me three hours ish to do the same amount of work you know it's uh especially with having to flash everything and it's just yeah so someone with your like experience in the industry like what kind of kit did you choose for yourself this time around um well it it happened upon that uh a friend of mine that i used to work with mm-hmm. um had a, a manual that he got off the company that we work with uh, work together with uh in mm-hmm. um he got given a hopkins press um and I got chatting to him when I was looking to set up this this studio, and he sold me that press for a hundred quid. What? Nice. Yeah. Treats. Uh, unfortunately, it was missing lots of parts when I got it off him, mm-hmm. so it didn't have any bearings in it. It didn't have any uh, bolts to clamp the to put the clamp arms back on, or anything like that. So, you know, another hundred quid, and it's uh, it was up and running. So. 200 yeah. quid and um sorted brilliant i suppose just having that little bit of knowledge about what is missing yeah, yeah. helped you yeah. like 
Yeah, get a real bargain uh, for it. This, this actual press was the second press I ever printed on. Um, the, the first press that I used was a, I think it must have came from like Wicked Screen Print or something like that. And it was, yeah. it was already 15, 20 years old when I got a hold of it. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it was an absolute beast. Yeah. <laughs> just to buy a spanner and ratchet socket, you know, and, uh, yeah. It was a bit of a nightmare. This is a little bit of an upgrade from that, but it's a definitely a downgrade from running MRs and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, um, what do you think are the things that make a good print? Because if if you're doing it manually, how do you get it to the same like quality standards that you used to get it to on the auto? Like, um, what things can people do? I I actually. I would actually say that uh, print quality is just as good on a manual as it is on an auto, okay. but it's it's all down to what mesh count you're using and you know and mm -hmm. how you set the jobs up as opposed to yeah. I, I you know I know I know some local printers around here that have uh, can print on a manual and the work is absolutely it's atrocious. So, <laughs> So you think yeah. it's the person, not the kit? Uh, uh, yeah, I, it probably is. Uh, you know, it, it's got to be down to inexperience. You know, a lot of people put a screen on a on a machine and they'll start printing and they think it looks great. Mm. But then, you know, my I've got stupid standards. So uh, yeah, you know, I, I, was, I print, I I print a lot of stuff. It, yeah. yeah, I print a lot of stuff for uh, like that goes retail as oh, well. Okay. So doing that on the manual, once again, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a chore, but you know, I can still, I'm still getting it the very nice quality. Um, yeah. But say it's all, it's all down to you, just the mesh counts that I'm using and. Yeah. Do you think people are scared to use like the high mesh counts? Cause I saw on your website, you've got like, you had some examples and one of them was like using 120T. So like, I would imagine a lot of people would be worried about using something that fine, but. Yeah, um, that that job that you're on about, I um, that was set up using uh, the MNRI image that we right. used to have at a, the fact, one of the factories that I worked in. Um, oh, okay. So, you know the the print the the screen quality was already pretty yeah spot on you know um yeah. and then obviously it's the exposure times and getting your half tones to wash out just right so yeah um but I, I think a lot of people probably wouldn't go as high as a 120 yeah but if if you're using an auto it's you know that that job was actually printed on the auto as well so you know, it's, you you can get just super quality out of that. Um, mm. If I was to do the same job again, I don't think I would run it through a one hundred and twenty. Just because it's physically demanding to get it through, or like yeah, what? yeah, completely. Uh, all the screens I'm using now, um, I'm using a fifty-five for everything yeah. I'm doing here, and mm. you know it's. 
and get just enough white through it to make the whites pop. But at the same time, I can still get enough detail in it to, to yeah. make it look good, you know? Um, yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to think. So, so do you underbase at a lower mesh count and then do your top colors in 55? Uh, no, absolutely everything. Every, everything I'm printing through here is going through a 55. Um, mm. But once again, it's down to how I'm coating the screens as well. So, right. you know, I'll do a two and two for me, mm. for me whites. Um, right. But I'll only do a, a one and one for me colors. That's really interesting. I haven't thought of that before. Like, I just, I don't know. I suppose I've like kept a variable consistent and hadn't thought about. I suppose that makes sense. Like, you're going to lay down more ink for the thicker coat of emulsion and not relying on the mesh count. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, just little things. As I, you know, as I say, it's probably just down to the fact that I've done it for so long now, you know, and it's like, you pick up these things as you go and you know i've worked with quite a few really really good printers which has helped me massively you know uh yeah, yeah. so i see that you've kind of like you personally really love music and is that why you're kind of like honing in on the niche of like the band merch and the well slip mats and yeah um I actually started out. I I started out with my own clothing for a skateboard company. Oh, cool. I'm a massive skateboarder. Uh, nice. Well, I was not. Now I'm forty six, so it's you know yeah. it's quite as uh, easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was started out by printing t-shirts to for the my clothing company, um, and it will. You know, I, I was getting requests off, like, like I, I've got quite a lot of gigs, so yeah. I get requests off people just for T-shirts for the bands, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And it's gone from doing that to actually some of the bands I'm printing for now were my favourite bands back in the oh, late cool. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... So it's just, it, these are the bands that actually got me into t-shirts in the first place, you know. Mm. Um, that love of merch and like, did yeah. you used to collect them yourselves at gigs? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got an insane collection of t-shirts. <laughs> um, I must be talking at least a thousand. Jesus. At least. You could do a um, museum, Michael, that's funny. Only I've actually just sent a load of t-shirts uh, to an exhibition in Wolverhampton. Oh, cool! Being featured in uh, it's the Black Country Music Museum Festival. I don't know, it's something, something along the lines. But I think it's called Black Country Beats. It's uh, the Wolverhampton Civic Centre, possibly something like that. Um, and yeah, I've I've just sent a load of like very rare t-shirts down to them to uh, exhibit in that so did but you yeah, just get it in the neck for having all these shirts and now you're like well actually they're in a museum so you get away with it <laughs> luckily i've got a very very um understanding wife uh, 
and you know I've I've got my I've basically just got a room in like part of me loft which is there uh, <laughs> just storage for the band t-shirts um so yeah it's uh it's but I, I don't just collect band t-shirts I collect skateboard t-shirts and just whatever I like really you know and anything that I've printed over the years that looks good I made its way into me collection so. yeah are you yeah. going to like have them on the walls like some studios do or like um, present them to your customers? I've got a few. I don't know if we can see if I can. These are just a few that I've done on the wall over the past Ooh. couple of days. Um, a couple of days. Yeah, well, you can see them. Yeah, and you've got your slip mat on the side. Is that right? Is it the slip mat on the right hand side? No, uh, I've no, got a BMX hanging up there. Uh, oh. right <laughs> oh, yeah, there. sorry. I thought it was uh, like a circle, but I wanted to. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, wicked. So, yeah, you know, yeah. like Sultans of Ping FC were well, one of yeah. my favorite bands in the 90s, and they've, uh, they've just started getting new merch done again. So, cool. You're the man that. for it. Um, I wanted to ask you like a geeky technical question about printing onto slip mats because I've seen you've done it. Like, yeah. Do you, do you have any advice for doing it? Like, because it, it looks like a crazy absorbent material. It's but... not. It's uh, no? It's just polyester. So, All right. Okay. Um, but I try to stay away from printing black ones, uh, the black slip mats, because it's it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, okay. Because you you can't really flash them. Because uh, they melt. They quickly. melt very, <laughs> very quickly. They melt. So you, so you go print them wet and wet, or how um, are you doing? Yeah, printing them wet and wet. Uh, try to stay to do as maybe it's like four colors max. Yeah. Um, You're yeah, doing it's some serious uh, detail on them, aren't you? Well, yeah, it's it's all right. It's uh, it's not as hard as you'd think. It's it's no different printing a t-shirt, to be honest. Okay, I'll try. I'll you've, try. Just, you've just got to wipe your screens down. Obviously, there's the little hole in the center hole you can build up with a bit of ink, but you know, I just try and uh, wipe your screen down every so often. To okay, cool. Uh, clean. So, do you just do like plaster ink on it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But reduce it a lot. Just reduce okay. it as much as possible. Okay. Um, because uh, if you if you use thick plaster solid, it starts to fibrillate quite a lot. And yeah, just looks dreadful. But yeah, if you just water it down, I say water it down. Yeah, you know, if you reduce it down, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Do you do you think people aren't doing things like that enough? Like working the ink and re putting adding reducers and additives and like flexibility and things they're just trying to have it straight I, I, I don't know um if I'm honest I, I you know I, I know my processes and how I do things but I'm not sure how other shops are doing them um mm -hmm. you know uh obviously if I can help anybody with any advice you know I'm quite a I'm on quite a few um what yeah. do you call them uh Facebook ones? Facebook groups yeah you know, and I, I quite often just pipe in if somebody's struggling with something, you know, 
and had a little bit of advice yeah. whether people listen to me or not as you know yeah it's up to them uh but if it's something i've printed before myself and i know how it works then yeah oh, hopefully, that's really cool. hopefully somebody else would uh take that information on like, i know so, when i yeah yeah when i first started there was nothing you know, I've, everything i've i've learned but when i first started i had to learn by myself mm. um you know there was no youtube channels <laughs> so, you could have started the youtube channel michael and then we could I, all be learning know, and well like... yeah <laughs> if only i was that uh for forward thinking <laughs> um i wanted to like ask about the how you're setting up like the business are you are you gonna like run it on your own for a bit or have you already got a team or gonna... uh, i'm just running it on my own yeah. um is i could probably do with a bit of help but at the moment it's uh it's just me and do you find do you find you want to be on the press or would you want help with like the admin and the email side of it or Oh, I, I really need help on that side, if I'm yeah. honest, yeah. yeah. Um, the, since, since I've started running this place, it, you know, I've, I've been doing quite a lot of work, way, way more than I was expecting, to be honest. Oh, cool. Um, but there's, you know, I've, I've had customers for years, and then, but they're, the word of mouth from them now is, spreading around a bit more and getting a lot more work through um cool. i saw yeah. your slap it's your, your slap it it was like your post and it was like share this and then you can win win like a batch of gildens sure that was oh uh, yeah um yeah unfortunately there was only three people that actually shared it so right, really. <laughs> i only saw it today when i was doing my research yeah but, uh, um yeah there was a as far as could see, there was only three people that would share it. So I just, I've done 20 t-shirts for uh, one of my mates. I was like, yeah, I just have them. Um, yeah, I, I, I was surprised there wasn't any more shares than there was, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, a good deal and stuff. Maybe you could try it again now that, I don't know, <laughs> not, not sure. Yeah, just, yeah. I, if I see it, I'd push it on, but I didn't see it quick enough, I suppose. Oh, <laughs> so like you also do like badges and like all those other complimentary things. Like, do you do you feel like the badges um, are just they're basically like other band merch that you'd get at the gigs? And is right. that why you're doing? So it? the thing with the band, the badges was as as I've gone off on a magic, ma massive tangent. Um, when I first started out, and I was printing the stuff. Um, doing my skateboard and stuff mm. i actually started doing badges then right um and i had a company must have been from about 98 through about 2002 mm. and all i did was badges yeah. um and then i think awesome merch got on the scene awesome badges as they were yeah. and they they started trying to undercut us so i would lower my prices they would lower their prices again you know and it was oh, back really? and forth that way 
and then <laughs> I um, decided after about five years of doing them to just concentrate on screen print. Mm. Um, and then they got into screen print. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> are, you, are you like geographically close as well? Is that uh, well, they're in Leeds. Uh, yeah. I'm in Newcastle. So it's not massively far away. But, mm. You know, I've, I've, I've never met them personally. I, yeah. I do know people that have worked for them. Mm. Um, a friend of mine who, from up here, uh, she went to, off to university in Leeds and you know, she got a job working for them. Um, I think she's still there, to be honest. Yeah, they've got quite a young team they seem to have. Like, everyone seems like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know who they're putting in front, but I know the, the sewing department's a bit older, maybe, but... Yeah, they've got an embroidery department now, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, all sorts. Um, well, yeah, you just kind of... But you're, you're bringing it back as a... As a as a thing, a service that you can do. Yeah, I've I've never really stopped doing them, but yeah. I've, you know, it's not something where I used to push them all the time, and I used to go to loads of gigs, and that that was my main uh, bread and butter sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, but there's only so many hours a day you can sit at a badge machine pulling yeah. back forward before drives you absolutely insane you know um <laughs> so yeah now when i do it it's you know it's just it's not as it's yeah. I, they're not as popular these days all oh, right um it used to be every band would get 100 badges mm, when um, the punks were around maybe more yeah yeah a lot all of, those just all the jackets full of them didn't they yeah um but it's it kind of faded off mid 2000s yeah. and uh yes <laughs> you let it let it like have its let time it, let it have its time yeah and, uh, <laughs> I, I also saw on your website you're describing like the kind of setup in your business as being like rooted in diy culture and stuff so yeah totally yeah but, and and you've also got this emphasis on like helping like smaller bands yeah so, definitely yeah. i am um, I try to keep my prices as low as possible. Mm -hmm. and I, I do a minimum order of 20 shirts, yeah. um, which helps a lot of bands out. Uh, it used to be a couple of years ago, I could knock out 20 t-shirts for a band for 80 quid. Now yeah. it's pretty much double that because, yeah. well, you know, we all know how prices have skyrocketed over the past least year you know um, yeah, yeah. So you've got to like bulk your prices together haven't you like in these packs or like yeah. bundles and things that yeah like I'll, do, I'll do them as a bundle deal rather than a you know well saying that, it, de it depends on what people want you know um, yeah. not everybody just wants a black t-shirt with one color print on um, <laughs> which well, I'm I'm trying with this place to do more, be more ethical with everything that I do. Um, right, okay. So I'm trying to do a lot more water-based stuff. I'm trying, well, I'm trying to be as ethical with the t-shirts that I'm using as possible, you know. So I'm going like 
full organic with a lot of t-shirts and yeah. What kind of ones are you going for? Um, I'm using a lot of uh, Anthem, a lot of uh, Earth Positives. Um, but yeah, you know the the Anthem ones seem to be the the cheapest ethical price point at the moment. A uh, mm. bit more than a Gildan, but you know they're still for yeah, exactly. what you're getting and how they're being made. It's it's probably it's worth the extra. 80 pence a shirt you know I, I think uh, it is it, are you getting asked for that by your customers or is it something that you're yeah I've got a few them? customers that will only only want um ethical and organic shirts cool. uh, I, I see a lot of people will just massively bump the prices up on them uh, right. as as the ethical ones they just bump it up yeah, they, they, they charge a lot more. Oh. Um, but I'm, I'm not one of these crazy printers that doubles the price of a shirt when I've got it from the wholesale. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, I had a little bit, but not not massively. Yeah. Uh, I, see, I try to keep my print prices down as low as possible as well, you know? Um, yeah. It, it, it probably helps with your bundles so you don't have to do the maths. Because you can yeah. do the maths like once a month or like now it's like once a bloody month because they're changing so frequently. But then mm. you're like, you know, like that's that's what you want to be selling as well. Like 50 shirts, single colour. You know how many of those you can get done in a day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but the amount of people that actually contact me and go, can I get that deal is quite small. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Most of it is, say, is people are wanting you know, the ethical shirts and a lot of people are wanting way more better quality than a, like a standard Gildan Heavy, you know, mm. which yeah. is, you know, which is fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Do you find they're like easier to print on because it's like a smoother surface and makes oh, your prints yeah. look better? They're, so. they're lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> quality comes out way, way better on a yeah. smoother shirt. Say that. I've been using quite a lot of uh, discharge over the past couple of uh, weeks, mm. and the I've been using um, the Zodiac Aquarius. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Um, it's part of the Aviant uh, inks. Oh, okay, yeah. And their discharge is just—I've never used one like it. It's really? absolutely insane. Let me just grab it. I don't know how the quality is to see that, but that's cool print, nice design. Yeah, yeah. but it's there's just, the actual the it just pops so much mm. compared to any other discharge. Yeah. You know, and you can do everything in half the time with a without the need to be regging in with a underbase and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, the the zodiac inks are absolutely fantastic. Um, Brilliant! I've never looked at them. Though. That's cool. Yeah. Like, how are you finding like when we do it, we've got to have like the extractor on, and how are you finding like ventilation wise in there? Um, I've got me me dryers just here, and yeah, I've got a big it. big door, so that's oh, right. on. That's open when I'm printing. Um, 
but I've just ordered some actual proper piping and venting there to fit on there and I'll be pumping it out through the back of the building rather than uh, yeah. out my main door because yeah. I woke up on there uh, I was printing all day Sunday and I woke up on Monday morning with the biggest headache I've ever had yeah. and I'm presuming it's down to the fact that uh, I've got no kind of extraction on on there yeah. so, um, but at the same time, you know, you <laughs> the shirts are nice. Yeah, <laughs> your shirts are nice, and you know, you can see where our priorities lay. Rise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything rise perfectly fine. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, um, like so, is the way that you've set up the shop like so? You're you're looking more environmentally friendly and stuff. Um, like, are there any uh, things that you want to try out that you haven't tried yet? Because it sounds like you've done everything there is in, um, your, in your time in printing? Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to get into uh, silicon inks. Okay, yeah. Um, and try them. Um, I'm yet to find uh, anybody in the UK that really stocks them. Um, Do you think it's because they can't import them because of the chemicals in them? Or? I, I don't know. And I, I, I presume it's not the most ethical of inks. Mm. But at the same time, the the quality that I've seen with the silicon inks is super, super good. Um, and a lot of it seems like you, you don't need to underbase quite a bit of it. Um, mm. Colors seem to be pretty. Fresh. In my head, silicone sounds like high book. Am I just being silly? Like, is it about texture or what's the advantage? No, of no. Um, The, the way I see um, the stuff that I've seen that's been printed with silicon is very, it's very thin. Oh, it's okay. really, really like, it's a bit, obviously it's a bit rubbery, mm. but at the same time, it's, it's really thin and it's got a really good uh, opacity to it, cool. okay. which is kind of why I want to just give it a go, you know? Um, yeah. It, it might turn out to be absolutely dreadful to be printing on a manual with uh, yeah. a silicon ink, <laughs> but you know you never know until you try. Yeah, um, I can't even think like, is that more plastisol than like? How would you treat it? Like, just I think you treat it more like plastisol than you would uh, a water-based. Um, mm. Say, so yeah, I, I need to find a, a supplier of their inks and see what happens. Yeah. Um, um, have you have you ever done any of the like specialist inks like the ones that are I know they're a bit mad and no one actually asks for them, but the ones like touch sensor heat sensitive or like yeah wet um, reveals or what's that is it uh, SPFX do lots of inks okay. like that um, I think that's what they're called I may be wrong okay sure it's something like that um, and they. They specialize in that sort of crazy pigments and stuff. Um, so they're monochromatic prints and, mm. you know, I can't remember some of the other names, like photophosphorus or something like that. And, you know, once you, you print them and they, you can't actually see anything on them, but then you'll go in the daylight yeah. and purple or something, you know. Uh, and they, they do some really good like 
fluorescent inks as well and their uh, glow in the darks. Um, mm. have a good you, uh, have a good search around their site. Yeah, well. just have a, a quick uh, search for that. They they're really good. They they're a UK based company oh, uh, okay. as well. Um, are, there, are there any things that you don't print on anymore because you've had like bad experiences with like do you print on polyester if someone gave you loads of sport shirts or something? Um, I've never really had any problems with polyester. Yeah. Um, I, I used to work for a company that uh, printed um, all the Nike running okay. vests. Okay, so you can't mess around with that. Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and they, they were just using... Uh, standard plastisol ink on them really um three screens uh you know just for the the, the swoosh logo mm. that's all it was uh but it got a bit boring because we were doing like sixty thousand to a hundred thousand shirts <laughs> and there's only so much you can look at a night logo for you know yeah exactly. um, but yeah that you know Never had any issues with migration or anything like that on them. So, yeah, um, I've I've never really shied away from polyester. The only garments that I really dislike doing are the like the the like the flowy tops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, female cut ones. Female cut like razor back, flowy yeah. tri blend weird. Just because you can't get them on the platen, or what's why what's no, your hate just, of them? Just no matter what adhesive you try to keep them stuck down with, they <laughs> really don't like staying stuck down, and they just move around and any kind of heat on them, and they're kind of burnt or crisp. And yeah, <laughs> I, I tend to stay away from them. Um, if if I get anything like that, I'll I'll try to just do it as a like a flip transfer, something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> Move them onto the keep, transfer. Keep it as a single colour if I can. <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, just do it as a flip transfer and heat press them rather than uh, try to screen them because they are just a pain. As in, like, make your own plaster transfers yeah. in-house? Yeah. Do you ever buy any in for, like, crazy multicolour stuff on um, transfer? Or? No, I... The most colors I've ever done on one is a three color, uh, and then trying to keep registration on that's just a <laughs> bit of a nightmare. Um, I I would like to at some point get into DTF as oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, seen some fantastic uh, prints coming off DTF machines. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Roper at Spring Print World's got an open house with his DTF. Oh yeah, I saw on that like on the thirteenth, I think. Yeah. Um, so much better at the, at the uh, printwear this year. You could have seen like a thousand. Did you go to printwear? I didn't know. Uh, um, it's basically DTF land. So. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. It, no, it normally is. Yeah. I think I know all the uh, the bigger companies are introducing theirs in the next couple of months, aren't they? So. Yeah. Exactly. You get your Epsoms and your HPs and that will do jump yeah. off the market. I, I heard something else today. It's D no DTP. As if anyone gives a shit. It's like instead of film, it's paper. Right. So that it's is. like, okay, what do you do? 
Yeah, this that seems like sounds, that sounds like 1997 all over again. That does it? Yeah, you used, <laughs> used to be able to get a uh, like a paper that you'd run through a, a laser printer. Mm. Uh, you'd, you'd print everything in negative and then you would heat press it onto your garment and then you'd have to wash the paper away. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wash the paper away. Dissolve yeah. it somehow. Pretty much, yeah. You used to have to dissolve the paper. Uh, and brush it off and you'd have like millions of little bits of paper all over your t-shirt <laughs> horrible stuff and you're like is this what everyone else is doing or is this yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I, I couldn't get my head around it uh, yeah. and the quality was absolutely dreadful to be honest yeah. um, we gave the that, um, that transfers back I think that was that was when I first started off I was at uh, I went to college to learn a bit about screen printing and that's what they were doing in there with uh, some of the things. No, no not for me. <laughs> so, like, um, what kind of, like, shop hacks, or I know that's an American term, but, like, what kind of tips do you have in your studio that you always do that you'd um, share with a new printer? Um, I don't know, because everything just seems standard to me. Yeah, <laughs> You don't have to have one off the top of your head, but I, I, I really don't think I've got a shop hack. You know, a lot of people say heat your beds up and before you start printing, but I very rarely do that. Um, <laughs> You're like no nonsense, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just straight in there, just put your shirt on, get it printed. That's that's uh, that, that's my hack. Don't, don't worry about all the, the, the faffy stuff. Just, you know, just get in there and get printing. That's really funny. Yeah. I like that. So, like, um, when you're dealing with, like, artwork and stuff, like, do you have um, separation software or are you, like, sending it out or are you doing it on Photoshop? Like, how do you um, do that? I'm mainly just dealing with vectors. So I, I do it all in-house Illustrator. Yeah. Um, and if it's not a vector, I will convert it to vector or redraw it. Um, really? Yeah. If it's half tones, then I'll generally just use Photoshop and separate it myself. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do, I'd say around about 95% of it myself. Uh, and I have through other places where I've worked, I know quite a few graphic team members that can uh, sort us oh, cool. out. I get stuck. Nice. So that like, you literally like go around and trace it yourself. I mean, uh, redraw it with pencil yourself. If I need to, yeah. Yeah, I kind of I got into a, a pattern of doing that, for people. But then I just realised how many hours I'm not quick enough at it. To make it the, useful, so I send it yeah, out to my it, guy. He is not be so pernickety about doing it, you know. Um, mm. I was exactly the same when I first started doing it. I, I'd spend ages trying to follow the lines exactly. But you realise that as, as long as you're about, I don't know, within a millimetre, two millimetres into where you need to be, it's, it doesn't make a great deal of difference. Yeah. And you'd find 99.9% .9 of your customers won't even notice. Yeah. Or they would have 
especially anybody who sends you a JPEG. You know, they, they, in, in my opinion, if you send, send me a JPEG, I, I, you get what you're given at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, if I've redrew it for you, then, you know, just be grateful. <laughs> do you do like proofing with them again, like to show or like yeah, do you have any I'll, processes like that? Yeah, I, I send proofs out to all my customers with everything I do. Um, so they double up as production sheets, Michael? Um, no, because I generally know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. That's one for the. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll put the Pantone colors on. Yeah. And just a little visual. And, it's yeah. clever doing the sleeves on there, standard, because then it might even upsell that as an option to the customer. Yeah. Um, don't think about that, do they? Not a not many people do think about sleeves. Um, a lot. I get asked for quite a lot of sleeves, um, and a lot of people will be like, "Oh well, I've I've had these done elsewhere, um, but they'll only do one color on a sleeve for me. What's the maximum colors you'll do?" Why? Like, I have no idea why people do that. I don't know if you've heard that in the past, but no, yeah, that's really uh, weird because you can do like that's really weird. Uh, the people that print, uh, is it Rapanui on there that I love white? I know they'll only do a one color, but yeah, it's weird that you know, there's certain people that won't, uh, won't do more than one color, um. Yeah. I wonder what they're scared of. I don't know what they what they'd uh, be worried about doing. Then another another just tangent. Why are you called evil band merch and not just nice person band merch? <laughs> um, when I first started out, I used to do a lot of stuff for heavy metal bands. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. and it was just a just a, a kind of. A lot of metal bands would like the fact that I was called Evil Band Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, doesn't quite work so much now because I'd say about <laughs> seventy percent of me work that I do is uh, for indie bands, so it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit weird. But it's a bit late to change it now. Yeah. So, like, how are you marketing to these new bands who aren't the people who are like who've kind of grown up with you? Um, like, are you finding that you're just sticking to the word of mouth and going to gigs and finding out yeah. about them? Um, I don't get the half as many gigs as I used to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a lot of it is just word of mouth, um, which suits me fine. Seems to be working. Cause yeah, it, it, it right. is working, um, which is good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's another guy I spoke to you on one of the podcasts, um, Freddie from Master Stitch, and he doesn't even have like a website, and he's yeah. just got Instagram. It's crazy. Um, like, yeah, I don't, I don't have Instagram, so yeah. <laughs> um, and I, my Facebook page, I only opened that last year. 
Mm. Um, prior to that, the website was only a year before that. Um, mm. I've just never Need really it. needed to advertise. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing, but it seems to be working. It must be a good thing. That's one. This is this is the like switch I've had recently and understanding like where other people are getting those people from because I've looked at my own customer base for like a year and I know that I can rely on like maybe 60% is return customers. I do get a lot of these new inquiries, but I'm actually just like shutting them down now because I'd rather work with the repeat customers because yeah. they know how to work with you. You know they're not going to mess you around or like make you do all the quotes and then drop out or anything weird like that. So you know what you're um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. I don't know. So I'd, I like having my repeat customers. There, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, it is really, really good. At least I know. At least once a month, I'm getting a decent supply of money coming in to yeah. at least pay for the rent on the building, you know. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I I do like working with like new people, um, and I do a lot of lot of stuff with uh, like graphic designers that keep that do like artwork for bands. You know, okay. it's always like it's somebody's brother or someone's mm. cousin you know just wants 20 t-shirts yeah rather than have their eyes pulled out somewhere else <laughs> spending Jesus. you know you know they're, they're spending a lot more per t-shirt i've seen some places charge 11 pound for one t-shirt mm. on an order of yeah 11 pound each for an order of 20 t-shirts and i think mm. that's just that's yeah. just greedy for the sake of being greedy you know um so like, how, how, how do you make these decisions like earlier you were saying some jobs you do discharging and stuff are you making those decisions because the person's asking for it or you know you have to set up less screens or it's going to be cheaper or um, it depends on the um i will if somebody asks me for a uh, for a, a quote for, for something, I tend to look at how I would print the job. I the first thing I ask for when somebody asks me, "Can you do us some? Can, can you do me some t-shirts?" First thing I ask for is the artwork. Mm -hmm. Before anything else, I don't I don't want to know what color shirts it's on. I don't want to know how many shirts they want. I just want to see the artwork. And I make all my decisions based on how that artwork is mm -hmm. and whether whether or just how best it's going to work for the customer rather okay. than thinking about, well, I'll just put that one, do that one with plastisol and be done with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I will put it to the customer after I've seen the artwork as mm -hmm. to which way I'll print it okay. um, and how it would look best. Um, nine times out of 10, people will go, yeah, that's great. Or, but you get the odd one who go, no, I just want plastisol. Yeah. And it's like, really? Okay. Yeah. 
here you go. But maybe, do you think that's because uh, that's how a lot of the band merch was printed and that's what they're used to? They want Gildan Heavies with a plaster print or? Yeah, well, maybe. Um, I know back when I was getting into t-shirts, all the t-shirts that I used to buy, you know, um, from the bands that I liked, it was all water-based. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot mm. of it was water-based or, you know, I've, I've, I've got t-shirts from 1990 that I've got discharge ink on and mm. the print is still as good as it could ever be, you know? Um, the actual t-shirts probably falling apart, but the actual, <laughs> the print itself is great. Um, mm. But yeah, it really depends on yeah, maybe you're not finding much trend in it. Then it's like customer to customer, and what you can guide them to. Yeah, you know, I, I as I say, I, I'm loving these new uh, discharging's from Avian. They're absolutely brilliant. Mm. And if I could print everything with that, then you know, <laughs> I would. Um, yeah. They they actually even work on uh, cotton poly blends as well Ooh, to an extent. Yeah, um, you get quite a, it, it's slightly a bit more faded on a poly blend, but uh, it's still pretty crisp compared to any other discharge that you'd mm. see on a, on them, you know. Um, Have you got any like um, ways of getting a vivid white discharging or is that just not a thing? Because I know you can't get vivid like plaster, but like white, white. White, white. Let I me add white pigment, but it's always a bit creamy on the garments that I'm printing on anyway. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a white discharge, but that's the avian one as well. Mm. But that that is without any pigment in it. That's oh, just really? a great pop. Mm. So it, it is a little creamy still, um, but it's not, it's not yeah. white, white. Yeah, you think that's basically the best that is it you just accept it because it's so nice to feel and it's really soft and yeah um i found that if if you're doing discharge if you can get away with do if you use two screens on it to do a first down with discharge and then add a water base white over the top of it mm. that's gets you really really bright white okay um i've tried it with using white pigment in it as well and it tends to just look the same yeah and um i know that's what i was that's the that's the problem i was having because i was trying the white out they've got like the one that's pre-mixed and then they got you know the normal stuff that you can add the pigment to and i was just like what's the like I'm just I'm learning about it as well with Magna Colors, not Avian, but well, yeah. Avian actually bought Magna Color, so oh, did it? Oh, is that the same thing then? It's all the same, same company now. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, Ray Ray Smith came over to the UK. Was really impressed with Magna Color and offered to buy them. Oh, okay. There you go. We're talking about the same things then. So you can still buy Avian separate. Yes. Avian, you can still buy Magna Color, um, but as I say, it's all owned by the same. It's all, okay. uh, it's all owned by Avian. So we're thinking like Skoda Volkswagen situation. 
So yeah, the pretty same much. engine, just yeah. a different badge. Okay, I understand. Um, yeah. Maybe I need to add a bit more pigment to my uh, my white discharge and see how that comes up, but I, it it tends to just stay quite milky anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. unless you do two coats of it. Okay, that's good you can, tip. you can probably print flash print it as well. Probably mm -hmm. it'll come out a bit, uh, come out a bit whiter. But you you're gonna end up with uh, probably problems with your screens drying in a bit too much. And, exactly, that's yeah. super stressful when, yeah. when it's like thirty uh, degrees in here, like on a freak. To be honest, the, this uh, this zodiac one is really really good um, in the mesh. You find if you, you spray your screens before you uh, with a bit of water before you print, and you miss you, them. Like yeah, a, you miss like them slightly. Ah, okay. Um, it tends to not dry in the mesh as quickly, um, but you these ones you get about forty-five minutes ish. Yeah. With yeah, um, leaving it, but a nice thick layer of uh, ink over your image. To stop from drying out. That's uh, there's 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 one of my tips. Thank nice, you. Nice thick layer. You're saying forty five minutes. These companies say forty five minutes and stuff. But but I've been there with a six color water based thing, and I couldn't get around from one to six. It was like I actually gave up and just did it in parcel. <laughs> right. Nightmare. Yeah. It's but, they they recommend a, a three to five mil coating of the ink over your image yeah it's like to stop it from just thick thick mm. layer of ink over the top of it yeah. um so yeah that's that's your tip thank you okay so you do <laughs> do you really do 16 hours of printing a day that's insane. uh well like an early bird do you get in there crack a dawn or something yeah i've pretty much started about eight o'clock every morning and I'll be here till God till what we, we used to call job and knock. So you know it's uh <laughs> depending on what, what I'm doing. Um but I can say it just depends on what I'm printing. If I'm doing a multicolor job uh, you know something that I used to be able to reg in on a on an auto one about four minutes mm. takes me a good hour to yeah. get it perfect on the manual yeah do you do you see yourself like eventually buying and all that auto kit or is it yeah. just like an affordability thing yeah you just, as soon as you just can, at, at the moment yeah uh, it's just a this is just a, another stepping stone i guess mm -hmm. um I've, I've actually just been offered an auto today but it's a little bit out of my price range yeah but you probably um, know how to fix stuff. I don't know why I get that feeling because you talked about fixing the manual. You'll probably be like, yeah. yeah, I'll buy that. And then you'll just do two little things and it'll be like new. Yeah. Um, I This manual I've got didn't come with a micro registration on it. Yeah. I was driving around really fast. Yeah, it didn't come with a micro reg on it. And uh, I was looking at the buying it from uh riley to mm -hmm. fit onto the machine and i think it was about 130 pound a head yeah quite a bit um so i've started making my own 
<laughs> of course you have. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a little ah, micro. Cool. It's just rod ends. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and some little knobs. Yeah. The whole lot's cost me 30 quid off uh, mm. Amazon, so. Brilliant. You have to show that on the Facebook group when you get it all sussed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just need some longer uh, longer bolts in it. But other than that, it, it actually works, so. Brilliant. That's, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> always, always look around and see, look at how, how the machines the more expensive uh, carousels are set up and then mm. just look around and yeah. do it yourself. Cause it's so what, what does your kind of like um, darkroom setup look like? Do you have like, what kind of exposure unit have you gone for? Um, in here, I haven't. Uh, I am still using the company that I used to work for. Oh, right, to do okay. screens. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've left there on really good terms. Um, and any of my screens I, that I need to make, I just go through there and do it. Yeah, they've, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, they they've got a um, they've got a spider and a, right. and an eco wash, so it's yeah. just takes no time at all to yeah. get things. The only downside is I don't have any positives uh, for when I'm setting up. Ah, uh, yeah. How are you doing um, that? Then? You how are you doing it then without a positive? I, I would just print first down white and then uh, uh it in then my eye. God, that's pretty hard. Are you printing the reg marks? Like no, 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 no reg marks. <laughs> well, it's like reg marks are too easy. <laughs> yeah. You're literally doing uh, it all by eye from all by eye. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty full on. There yeah. must be a probably, few images. Probably why it's taking me now at a reg in a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not getting in the way at the other place. Because if you had to get your films printed and then, like, you know, yeah. traipse them around the factory or whatever it is, that would yeah. be quite I mean, annoying. But I'll generally, generally, I'll go in with like 20 screens and go, right, this is what I need doing. Um, and I'll just crack on for an hour and get it all done and then, uh, then leave. Reg it all in. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Well, why do yeah? They probably want you back if you hang around there too long. Well, yeah, this they they were they were sorry to see me leave, but at the same time, you know, still <laughs> still good friends. You know? Yeah, I'd worked with some of them for like four or five years. So yeah, yeah but like segueing in yourself to get a spider and stuff—that's hard, isn't it? Because there's there's a lot of in between like variations there with like film printers and stuff, which are much cheaper. Yeah. So um, gonna... <laughs> even, even when I used to use positives, um, I would still reg everything in exactly the same way as I do now mm. um, on, on this with, you know, I would, I would just do the first down first and then Every, I'd just take a print of the first down and then reg it all in. Yeah. Because um, if you don't need to do it any other way, then yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You know, um, say it's. I love using like a, a trilog system or 
four pin system, you know. Um, mm. so it, but it takes the fun out of it. Now it's mm -hmm. it, it went from being when I first started using autos where we didn't have trilocks on on them, and then you know regging everything in with a positive. You know, it, it actually made it more of a skilled job. Yeah. Now you can, within an hour, you can show somebody how to reg your eight, nine color printing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just, and then you're, you're only tweaking like a millimeter here or there, you know? Uh, yeah. That's what I was talking about, like at the show, it was like there is DCG, DTF, blah, 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 but it's the craft's gone out of it. You literally need no skill to do DTF yeah. and all that. So like, who's there wanting to spend 10 hours a day heat pressing transfers on? It's just dull, isn't it? I know I'm not trying to make it difficult for myself, but I still feel mm. there's a massive place for screen print. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if I turn around to some of my customers and went, oh, I think you should get that done as a transfer, they would just laugh at me. Yeah. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> So you know, it's uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to stand there heat pressing all day. Mm. You know, there's, there's companies out there that do it. But do you think you're here for the craft, really? Like you're like yeah. it's kind of like a trade, like trades. It, I, I'm not. It's not. I'm not even here for the craft anymore. It's just the fact that I just really like doing it. Mm. You know, um, it's my peaceful place. That sort of thing. I you know, I don't like. I don't like being stressed at things, so you know, <laughs> come in. It's different, you know, from being in the house with my daughter and she's running around batting me with some swords or something. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a lot. It's a lot more peaceful here. Yeah, um, like sounds it. like you've made yourself a really sweet setup. So yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're probably living the dream, like for a lot of people. Being left alone, doing your thing. Yeah. You already know you're good at it, so you can just be happy in what you're producing. Yeah. No stress. Yeah. Tonight I'm uh, I'm printing some shorts. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you're still working after this. I should probably yeah. it's because you we got our our, wi our wires mixed. Yeah, I, day, I completely and utterly messed it. Uh, my days. <laughs> it's okay. I really appreciate you coming. I think, with me, I think the, the the bank hole is kind of messed us up as well you know, yeah yeah so. I, I work the bank holiday as well so yeah. <laughs> you can't use that as an excuse now i know that yeah but, <laughs> that's really cool well i'm gonna see you on facebook uh when you show everyone your auto reg but um your micro reg yeah system and yeah, it'll be on yeah yeah I, I really appreciate you coming on and stuff uh yeah. i think we could probably just wrap it up here if you want yeah um, I, i've got one more thing that I've, um, i'm about to build actually oh cool really weird. so my flash dryer is just a what do you call it uh one of those photo flash things yeah you know, yeah. yeah from dave Roper. so yeah. i bought these weird things which are like the, yeah it's like a, it's a an electronic um actuator which i'm going to operate on a foot pedal oh, and, it connect, 
connect it to the back of the uh, the flash, and it's going to raise the flash up off the garments every time I'm finished flashing. Oh, because nice. I've, I've got an absolute nightmare of burning beds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burning my uh, paper. So this is my next little to do. <laughs> just kind of be... Is this a man cave or a business, Michael? I can't tell you. Like, well, this is you know, <laughs> I, I, I like to, to make things, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I like Brilliant. to make things easier for myself as well. So hopefully okay. this will yeah. give me a lot of time and effort. Because it sounded like you were going to make it swing out the way. No, no. I, I originally thought said? about making it going in and out. Mm. but I've, I've i've kind of changed my mind on that and i've i've came up with some plans to make it just go up and down instead yeah um and say it's just to be operated on a foot pedal so yeah i'm finished with it it rises up and it doesn't burn me beds it's really clever imagine if like the the huge manufacturers saw it and they're like we need to make some of these. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I've, I've got to get it to work first, though. So, you know. Yeah. So. We shouldn't have told us. You should uh, patent this stuff. <laughs> Don't put the essay on. Uh, I like to share. <laughs> I know you do. I like to share. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Vivo site is my new favourite uh, site. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, what's that? Uh, it, it just sells random, random stuff that you would never think you would need. Right, um, <laughs> and it's like it, it does like art and craft stuff, but it does mechanical stuff, and yeah. um, they they sell pin badges actually. They're, they're pin badge machines. Right. They work out um, my the badges that I get. I've been getting them. I buy them from America, and the import costs and delivery costs on them is just skyrocketed. Mm. So I've worked out that. This Vivo company that sell a badge machine with a thousand badge parts for sixty three ninety nine. Wow, that's um, insane. Which is in absolutely insane. But the press it's, and a thousand. The badge press parts. and a thousand badge components. And the markup on it. Yeah, um, so it's actually cheaper for me to buy one of them every few weeks to get a thousand badges than it is to buy the badges. For the thousand badges from America. So you're just getting all these free presses. So I'm going to have loads of badge machines. I'm just going to uh, get my daughter to just sit there and make badges for me. Uh, and anybody else who wants a badge machine, I, I might start donating badge machines to people. Yeah. They don't seem to sell the badge bits on their own, but they do sell the machine with a thousand badges. So what is it? Vivo. Yeah, v e v o r dot cool at uk. Ah. It's so weird that they wouldn't sell just the, the yeah they, they 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 sell uh like heat presses for really cheap and flash dryers really cheap as well um so yeah it's, it's worth checking out that that that's how I found the site I was look, looking for a flash dryer for year um as it happened the one I've got I got gifted from the company that I used to work for. Like, oh, so basically is... you set your studio up for like 200 quid plus the mm -hmm. plus the tunnel drive <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm about <laughs> i'm about three three thousand pounds 
into setting it up. That's not bad, is it? Not too bad. And <laughs> I've got a screen drying cabinet as well for free, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. You're like, yeah, this is so good. Uh, I'm, like the, I'm like the step-toe and sons of the screen print world, really. <laughs> I'll take anything and just make it work. Yeah. 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 Like That's that. really funny. Love that. I'm really glad we got to speak to you, Michael. That's really cool. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of things to look into now with the inks and the, I don't know, those are bits, like your, the shirts that you like and everything, so... Yeah, you'll be really you know, I found even over the like the past five or six years, if you ask anybody for any kind of help or you need to know about something, nobody's willing to give you any information. Screen printers seem to think it's like a top secret business. Do you think? Yeah. Like it, it, I went down and visited a print shop in Leicester a few months back mm -hmm. and you would have thought it was like a someone out I don't know some kind of James Bond movie with okay. like trying to get in the place and to have a look around you know yeah. and passes and they've got all the doors locked to to the room <laughs> and you can't see in how they're doing things you know they're like you wearing a wire yeah, <laughs> You ask them what, what kind of inks they're using. You know, everything's in a, a clear plastic tub and you can't see what kind of brand of ink they're using <laughs> or whatnot. And it's like, but what are you using? I'm not telling you. Who would you who well, would you want to find out about? Like I could get them on and just grill them and then they can't get away from the questions. <laughs> no one now. It's no. I pretty much know what I need to know. Exactly. It's especially to get me through what I'm doing. So yeah. You're sorted, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Go do those shorts because it's going to be like ten o'clock at night before you get get home. It's I've only taken fifty shorts. It'll be all right. <laughs> for a ten minute job for you. <laughs> Not really. It's a three three color print. All right, shit. Yeah, we're 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 the first down. Oh, what was? Do you, you know with your first downs that you're using? Are you using? Personally, do you just use a white? Like, no, I'm not really using like special underbase whites most of the time, even though I have everything. Um, I'm starting to get into like underbasing with discharge and even doing pass on top of that, which I really right. like. Because I, I use uh, the Wilflex Low Cure uh, mm. underbase, mm -hmm. which is like a, a dark gray. Yeah. But I reduce it down. To within an inch of its life. Right. The, right. the quality out of it is absolutely outstanding. And so you're using like the Wilflex reducer with it as well, or can you whack in any reducer? You can whack in any reducer you want. Okay. <laughs> it is expensive for a pot of it. I think it's about eighty quid, eighty-five quid for a pot of the like a, mm. a US gallon of it, but. By the time you reduce it down, you're yeah. probably getting 15 gallons out of it, you know what so I mean? As opposed to this is, this is just, this is probably not an interesting question at all, but when I try and get Wilflex, um, I've always got to do like invoices and stuff. Is there like a website where you could just buy it and then put it in a cart and get it? Colenso. Yeah, but 
I even have to contact Lindsay. I'd be like, this is what I want. And then I get an invoice and I go, pay the invoice. Um, Am I just yeah, being impatient? I, <laughs> I, I just ring them up. Yeah, you're all right with that. I'm just... I just like to shop on, online. Yeah, they do have. They do have. Does not have buy it nows on their site anymore. Or is it, is it, uh, ring them up. I, I normally just ring them up and uh, speak to Mark. Yeah. And uh, Mark, what what have you got for me? What's going to work? <laughs> What's the best? He he's a great guy, okay. uh, Mark Lenzo. He. He does so much research in everything that he sells. Mm. And even if you don't, I, I had somebody ask me the other day about um, printing, you know, like safety hard hats. Mm. Okay, yeah. Using like a, like a nylon ink. You have to like open it up with some solvent or something. Like, no. What, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reduce it down with a, a solvent, but you also had a hardener. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, it's not something I personally do. Yeah. I know how to do it, and uh, I have printed hard hats before. Um, mm -hmm. But you need special jigs and whatnot to to actually print it, and yeah. um, but. I, I asked Mark about uh, certain inks and he was like, oh, well, if you want, send us some hard hats and I'll do some tests for you and I'll, I'll put some inks and I'll tell you which ones are the best to use and, yeah. you know, how to make sure that like the, the print won't scratch off and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I was like, well, Great, cheers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. a week later, he came back with us with loads of information. And I was like, right. So, well, I've told this person I'm not doing hard hats. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. He's been in his anyway, lab like Now I've week. got some more information. Yeah. You know, he's, he's really good like that. But if it was a screen print shop and you were asking them how to do it, they'd be like, nope, not telling mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Nope. Not going to let you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's like our experience, but maybe it's just because we're like, literally be an open access studio and a teaching studio so if anyone wants to know anything i'm literally trying to give the information away <laughs> like yeah well that's, what that, we do. that's the way i've been pretty much uh, i like i think it's because i'm so invested in screen printing yeah like, and have been for so many years that i I feel like everybody else should know how to screen print. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> how my wife puts up with me is just beyond me. For the, the amount of dribble I come out with about screen printing all the time, you know, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> you should. This is my this is my whole vacation. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on. And um, I'll ask you more questions in our DMs now that I know you're such a um, good resource for all this stuff. Yeah, happy well, to let if us you know. need to know anything, and if I know it, if, if I don't know it, I know enough. <laughs> I've got enough contacts these days to find out, you know. Um, yeah, or you'll just make it, you'll just make something that works. <laughs> yeah, I'll just come up with something. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, I hope you get on okay with your, your job. I will do. 
I'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay, no worries. Catch you later. Thanks, Michael. Right, bye. bye.